Hey, hey, Beautifully Built fam, what's up? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Melissa Impat. One of the coolest things about having friends in the podcasting world is you can take turns going on each other's show. So today I have an interview where I'm actually the one getting interviewed. I had the opportunity to go on my friend Jess's podcast. She has a podcast called Lifestyle with Jess. So she actually interviewed me in this episode and we figured why not swap episodes so the Beautifully Built fam could hear my interview and the Lifestyle with Jess fam could hear her interview. So we swapped episodes and today you're going to actually hear me getting interviewed. Kind of a cool way for you to get to know me a little bit better and hear more about my story and my journey. So check it out and definitely take some time to tune into Jess's podcast as well. Like I said, it's called Lifestyle with Jess. If you'd like, you can scroll down in the show notes and click the link right there. So if you enjoyed this interview, definitely hit me up on Instagram. It's been so fun to virtually meet all of you, and I love hearing where you actually heard about the Beautifully Built podcast. So take a second, follow me on Instagram, shoot me a message, introduce yourself, and tell me what it is that you are enjoying about the show. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. Talk to you guys later. All right, so... On today's episode, we have Melissa. She's hey. From- <laughs> She's like, what's up? <laughs> um, so she is on the amazing podcast called Beautifully Built, and I was just on there recently, and we had so much fun on there that I had to have her on here. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was a really fun episode. It was so fun. And yeah. I- All of your episodes that you do are so informative, so if you have not gone to go check her out, you need to head over there after you listen to this episode. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. (laughs) So um, let everybody know who you are, who is Melissa, and um, how did you get, because you were in the fitness industry, which is amazing, how did you get started on your own fitness goals? Yes. Oh, I'm so excited to introduce myself. My name is Melissa. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really yeah, girl. excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so this is actually a journey that we've been kind of going on together. I've had the mm-hmm. podcast for about, what, like five, five, almost six months now, and it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. It's just such a great platform to share stories and to really help people realize that they're not alone on this mm. journey to getting fit, to feeling better, to really loving themselves. So I appreciate you showing up to help all those people. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So, so I am 28 years old. I am currently living in Boston, Massachusetts, and Love I've been it. on this journey of getting, you know, more fit, but physically and emotionally. And it's been, mm-hmm. I've been working out now for about seven years. So I started the world of weightlifting and I caught on like it was the biggest addiction that I've ever kind of stuck to as far as, you know, the health and fitness field is concerned. So I started fitness because I hated my body. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that's normal. I think I mean, everyone has their their goals, but I think it, it definitely starts more emotionally and then you're just picking at yourself. Yeah. You're so hard on yourself. I was going to the gym almost as punishment. And it was interesting because I went for so like probably three solid years going to the gym because I hated my body and it was kind of like punishment and I didn't see results. 
Wow. I know, right? <laughs> well, because no you keep seeing like all the bad. You're like, well, yeah, I did this today, but no, I needed to fix that now. And that's like, not yeah. great. <laughs> it's a really interesting lesson that I needed to learn because I didn't realize how, you know, important it was the self love component. You know, when I started actually really appreciating the body I was blessed with, that's what we're really big on with Beautifully Built is appreciating the body that you're actually blessed with. You know, you mm-hmm. have the workout. So when I started realizing that, that's when I really started seeing the results. And it really transformed my entire life. Mm. Um, I know it's kind of funny thinking that like weightlifting changed my life, but it really did. Because I started getting stronger. I started accomplishing little things every single day. Mm -hmm. Like Like little habits. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would make this promise to myself that I was going to go to the gym and I was, you know, going to do this many reps with this weight. And (laughs) To be able to check that off just felt so good every single yes, day. Yes, definitely. Like that little accomplishment that, you know, I could leave, pat myself on the back. Um, so, you know, I finally got into the place where I was building my body for the right reasons. And mm-hmm. that's what really introduced me to the world of nutrition. And I was able to really start taking my results to a different level when I started paying attention to what I was eating. Isn't that so crazy? <laughs> I will I will say it is the hardest part. It I really is. don't mind going to the gym, but geez, you know, paying attention to your nutrition as much as I consider myself to be now a fit foodie because oh, I love totally. food, but yes. in the foods that I've lo- that I love and I've learned how to incorporate them into mm-hmm. a lifestyle so I can still be, you know, achieving my goals, but mm-hmm. enjoy eating. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like actually having substitutions, like you can still enjoy your favorite foods. But it's just all about substituting the ingredients and still eating the food. Like people think that you have to deprive yourself based off getting, you know, reaching your goals physically. And it's far from the truth. (laughs) Far from the truth. Yeah, Yeah, really. It was more about timing, you know, like how frequently I was eating and also the portions. You know, I wasn't stuffing myself to the point where I wasn't hungry for the rest of the day. I was eating smaller portions more frequently, and that really helped boost my metabolism. Yeah, definitely. So how long do you think that took from when you first started? So you said three years that you did weightlifting. Was it a fast realization of that whole mindset thing, or did it take, like, how long did that actually take for you to see results after you made that that shift in your mind? That's such a good question because, no, it was not fast. <laughs> Nothing in this journey has been fast. <laughs> I'll tell you that right away. It yeah. wasn't a day. <laughs> no, it's not a day. And I'm personally the type of person where I have to learn everything the hard way. So, no, it was not fast. You know, you got to keep making mistakes until you figure it out. And, you know, playing around with your fitness, what type of fitness you like, what type mm-hmm. of, you know, style eating you like, it, it's it takes some experimenting. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I struggled with, and I know a lot of people listening probably struggle with too, is almost like diet fitness ADD, where you try <laughs> something and you're like, oh my gosh, it's been two weeks and it's not working. Let me try something. <laughs> and oh, you go here and you yes. Try and that, that was me for probably another two years. So now we're talking five years. Oh my gosh. That's so true. Yeah. This is not working. Now what's the next thing? What's the next phase? What's the next bad? (laughs) And yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it doesn't work that way. Your body, I I tell my clients this all the time. Your body can't catch up to you. 
You've got to let your body catch up to you and figure out what you're doing in order for it to really get see the results that you're looking for, you know? So that was was a fun, fun game to have to try to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it takes two, like with, I mean, that's something I also go through with my clients is knowing the research, doing proper research and understanding there are, I know there's so much information out there and it can be overwhelming, but that's when it's like, just go back towards the basics of things, go back towards what, what is natural, real food. (laughs) I do really, I'm such a big fan of investing in yourself. You know, you can cut down, like that didn't have to take me five years. If I just would have let my ego down and worked with a coach sooner. Yeah. You know, I wanted to do everything my way. I wanted to do everything on my own because I'm stubborn like that. And because of that, it really took me longer to see the results that I could have gotten sooner if I just worked with a coach. Oh, totally. No, I completely agree. And I think, I mean, it's normal to feel that way because you get frustrated and you do want it so quick and you're just like, I want that end result, but people need to realize that there's a process. And if you just enjoy it, and like you said, learn to love how your body moves, the transitions you can make with it, the foods you can actually fuel it with, like it's your one body that you have on this earth, like use it to the best of your ability and take care of it. And when you learn to just do that. And, and, and like we keep saying, it does not take a day. It takes a lot of consistency mentally training yourself to do that, to get to that point. Mm. <laughs> that made me think of a quote that I just love. And it's been a big part of my life. I have um, a teacher that I've always studied. His name is Jim Rohn. If you guys have never heard of him, you should YouTube him. It's R-O-H-N. Yeah. He's amazing. But anyway, <laughs> he has a quote that says, take care of your body because it's the only place you have to live. Mm, so true (laughs) if you start thinking about it like that it's like oh my gosh why am I neglecting myself so much Mm -hmm. this really is my only home yeah and then you think of it that way and especially if you're a mom or you have kids or you have someone that you're taking care of it's you need to be working on taking care of yourself for you so you can show up as the best version of yourself for them totally no I and that's so true I think that we think that we have to first handle all of the craziness in our life first and that we, which I don't know why. I don't know why. I agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) Like we should never put ourselves second, but we do. It's so easy to do that. (laughs) Unfortunately, it is really easy to put yourself second, but when you make that little lifestyle shift and you start putting yourself first, it helps you get rid of those excuses. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I like to always say, don't let your why be your why not. So say like you are a mother, right? You can't let your kids, which are your why, be the reason why you're not working out or why Mm -hmm. you're not eating healthy. You're letting that why become your why not. So that's it's really important to try to make that little lifestyle shift. Oh, totally. And I feel like, too, as a mom or if you're in a relationship or if with anything that you're doing or you're working and you're traveling a lot, you have like you cannot be the best version of you and you're being looked at by your little ones. You're their role model. Like, why would you not want to show them the best example of how you take care of you so that they can see that for themselves as they grow up? It's just so crucial to, mm. to make those shifts. Yeah, I'll definitely connect that back with my childhood. So when yeah. I was growing up, when I was growing up, my mom was a chef and my dad was a chef. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was 
it was a struggle. And, you know, I love my mom and dad to death. You know, they've helped me become the person I am today. But because they were both such great chefs and they love food so much, it kind of formed this food obsession for me. Mm. And because of that, I really struggled with body with body, like, you know, how I was thinking about my body, what I thought about, you know, the way I looked and the way I felt. And I used food when I was happy, when I was sad, when I was mm. mad, when I was frustrated, because that's what I was surrounded by growing up. Right. So it's so true that you really have to think about how your kids are going to, you know, be affected by the way you're, the surroundings you're raising them in. Yeah. So how do you, how did you actually transition from that? Um, going from using food is almost not, I mean, not super negative, but you emotionally ate. So how did you go from that relationship with food to how you see food now? I really think that the first step is recognizing that that's what you're doing. Mm. It took me a long time to actually make that realization and tie it back to my childhood. Mm -hmm. So it took me a long time to really uncover that, especially because, you know, I had a pretty hard childhood, so I buried a lot of it and I pushed mm -hmm. everything under the rug and I didn't want to think about those things. But you can't do that because they pop back up in your life, you know, so really uncovering some of that and thinking about the fact that like, oh, my gosh, my parents never told me that I couldn't go up for seconds or thirds. Mm -hmm. You know, they they never told me that I couldn't have dessert after every single meal. They never told me little things like that. And because of that, when I was sad as a kid, I would go to the fridge. And when I was, you know, excited, when we were celebrating, there was always food and it was always a big deal around food. So it made me start realizing that that's not going to help me feel my best. Mm -hmm. So when I started uncovering that and making me realize that a lot of those times that it was kind of like a binge disorder almost. You know? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, you're emotionally eating when yeah. you have an emotion you're associating with food. Yeah. So thinking back to that time afterwards, I always felt so, blah, you know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> I don't even know there's no word. Like, like sluggish and very yeah. like down and your body's almost heavy. Yeah. And yeah. just remembering that feeling and almost like reliving that feeling temporarily made me realize I can't live like that. You know, I can't live like that because I like feeling my best all the time. Right. And so, so, so starting to make those little realizations and putting that together helps me start breaking the pattern. But don't get me wrong, it's easier said than done because sometimes I still do fall back into that. Mm -hmm. You know, I do love food, but I'm a lot more responsible. You know, mm -hmm. if I am going to cheat, then I'm going to have a really good rest of my day nutritionally. Mm -hmm. Probably going to have a really good workout. You know, I'm going to drink extra water. I'm going to be responsible if I am going to have like those cheats. You know? Cheat days. Yeah. And I think I love that you say that, too, because it goes into when people are trying to reach their goals. Um, they they literally get stuck on why am I not getting there? Why am I not getting there? I keep trying. I keep trying. Well, what is that habit that? you're doing not it doesn't mean it's a bad habit but it's a habit that's not necessarily going to get you to your goals and until you realize what that habit is and you make that shift and change it's not like nothing's going to change so you have to really understand and knowing too like emotionally and that's I had the same thing where with fitness 
even when I was a tr- like as a trainer, I had this issue where I was working out all the time, but I saw it still as a chore. I was like, this is my job. I have to do this. Like I, mm. it's, it's like a thing. Mm-hmm. And until I realized why do I love working out? How do I feel after I work out? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to associate this with a positive thing and knowing mm-hmm. like, I don't have to work out to the extreme or I don't have to like eat super, super healthy every single day or every single meal doesn't have to be super, super healthy, but like associate with how am I going to feel afterwards? How yeah. is that go- that association with that just like makes that change. And I think that's what people need to think about when they're trying to reach these goals is how are you emotionally feeling about this transition and how can you make it better? I love how you say that because it's so true. (laughs) It's so true. Like a lot, a lot about what you need to be paying more attention to are your thoughts. And Mm. people just don't think about that because, you know, they just think that they need to eat salad and they need to go on the treadmill. But that, that has nothing to do with it. You're skipping (laughs) the first step, right? You're skipping the first step and it's what's going on in your head, in your mind. What are you telling yourself? Mm -hmm. A lot of those bad habits are probably because of something you're telling yourself. Yes, exactly. It's something that you, that happened in the past, but you can't figure out how to get around that. You can't figure out that next step over that. And a lot of times it's just how you're, like, what exactly you said, what are you telling yourself? Um, You're, like, just like you're telling your friend, oh, don't do that, that's not good for you, but you're telling yourself, like, oh, too bad, just do that anyways, even though it's bad for you. Like, no, talk to yourself. Like, you were going to talk to your best friend about what they should do. But tell yourself that. Like, you were your own best friend. Tell yourself, like, you want to feel good. Tell yourself that you should feel good. Like, make those mental changes. That's So so I'm curious. I'm curious. What was your relationship with food like growing up? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was – um, I had a fast metabolism, so I was skinny fat growing up. <laughs> so you were, you were that girl that I hated. <laughs> yeah. That's not nice. <laughs> you could eat whatever you wanted. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone hated me for it. <laughs> um, so my issue was that, um, growing up, I felt, I, I was like, I can eat anything I want. So it turned into eating kind of like, so yeah, but same as like how you were eating different foods too. You never had that where somebody said no to you because I had no no as well when I was eating food because I didn't, it, it wasn't affecting me. Like growing up, I had energy in high school and things like that. I was always skinny. So I'm like, I can eat pizzas, Oreos, whatever. I can do all of that and I'll be fine. And, um, It got to a point where, you know, in college is when I definitely started, like, my energy level was getting sluggish. And like you said, I would eat all that food. And so it's kind of crazy. Now that I'm saying this to you also, it's just, like, how um, no matter what your struggle is, it kind of all coincides together that you all have that – we all have that same feeling that with that negative aspect with food. Like, I – like, you had the emotional side – Mine was more of just, like, I thought it was an okay thing. Like, my body didn't react to it. Mm. And so when I made that, it was that same kind of thing where I I had a reality check of, like, if I don't change what I'm going to eat, I'm going to, like, this is not good for my future. And I realized I needed to make that change. And when when I started eating really good foods and seeing how my body reacted, seeing how my emotions were, my energy levels, I was like, whoa. 
Like, what a change it is when I fuel myself with good food and realized that, okay, I mean, I'm not going to have a fast metabolism forever. I mean, I can control my metabolism, but it's not going to be like high school. So I at least need to like not, and that's not even the case. It's more of like, how do I feel and how do I want to take care of my body and how do I want to like make sure that my body is feeling its absolute best. And I think those changes um, made it now when I see food, I like, I'm way more comfortable with it. I love now getting creative with it and exploring new options um, that are, healthier options but still my favorite foods you know yeah and it's so possible it's so possible I eat so well and I still wake up feeling proud of my body every single Mm. day yeah and that was you know that was the big shift in my life um I have this tattoo on my wrist and it says addicted to proud (laughs) and I'm like addicted to making myself feel proud it's just like this feeling. I don't think there's any other feeling than when you, you feel proud or your parents are proud or your friends are yeah. proud. It's just really great. You're feeling. accomplished. So, you feel yeah. so accomplished with something that you did, especially when it was so hard. I think that's the thing, too. When you go through such a struggle and when you see the light at the end of the tunnel there and you go through it and you just feel your absolute best, it's such a change. And I love that. That's so great. Where Thank is, you. is it where you were yeah, looking right. down? Yeah, it's right on the side of my wrist so I can see it when I'm nice. looking down. So, so for me, like I've just, I've made this promise to myself that I'm going to continue fueling my body, fueling my mind so that way I can wake up feeling proud every single day. Yeah, definitely. Because when you're getting out of bed and that's how you start and look at yourself in the mirror and actually physically tell yourself that you're proud of yourself. It's the best way to live, in my opinion. I completely agree. <laughs> So how did, when you made those changes for yourself personally, what actually got you into the uh, fitness industry? So once I, once I shifted from, from working out because I hated my body and I started realizing that my body was such a gift and Mm -hmm. I, I could really design my body. Like that's where, you know, my, my podcast is called Beautifully Built because I realized that I could build the body of my dreams. You know, Mm -hmm. so I started looking at it as a fun little hobby to really build my body and build the curves and use weightlifting as a tool to do so. So I started, I, I did the whole fitness competition thing once. <laughs> I did a WBFF bikini competition once, and I, I'm glad that I did it. It taught me so much. I probably won't ever do one again. Mm-hmm. But it was so cool to, A, work with a coach for the first time. So I worked with a coach for nutrition and posing and stuff like that, and I dropped – 18% body fat. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was a huge transformation. Um, yeah. And it also made me realize that I don't really like being super skinny. Mm, same. I, I got super skinny and I had a ridiculous six pack and I was like, oh my gosh, this is cool. I've never seen my six pack. However, I don't really need to see my six pack. <laughs> I don't really like it. I felt so hard and yeah. my thighs didn't rub together. I'm like, what is this? This is strange. Yeah. So <laughs> it definitely gave me an appreciation for the sport and everyone in the industry because it mm-hmm. takes so much perseverance, you know, and, and discipline. Discipline and perseverance. And once you make the decision to do it, that's 
that's it. You're, you're committed. And that was really cool for me because I hadn't ever done anything quite like that before. So mm-hmm. that was really cool, but it just taught me so many lessons along the way that, you know, I can really love and appreciate my body and put in work, but I also don't need to go to insanely drastic measures. Yes. That's why, you know, that's why I don't think I will ever do a show again, just because it was really hard on me emotionally. Mm -hmm. And after the show, I gained 20 pounds in like 20 minutes, (laughs) literally. (laughs) Um, My body bounced back so hard. I wasn't very good at the whole reverse dieting thing, which Mm -hmm. in the fitness competition world, you've got to reverse diet because the binge eating that can come up after is scary. Really it is scary and very unhealthy yeah. too. Yeah. So um now I'm really a big fan of like doing things for yourself, maybe setting an end goal for yourself. I always like to tell people book a photo shoot. Mm, Find a I love it. Book it for 12 weeks out so that way you have plenty of time and work towards that date. And you know, get on a plan, work, you know, work with a coach if you want to, figure out a nutrition plan, figure out a fitness plan and see what's possible for you. You know, you can fit it in your schedule around whatever it is that you have going on. And then you get that accomplished feeling at the end and you have those pictures to prove for Mm -hmm. it. So that's really something that I like to promote because it's nice having a goal. It really is. If you don't have a goal, you know, what what are you doing? doing? (laughs) (laughs) Easy to find excuses if you don't really have a goal. It's so true. Yeah. I, I mean, I completely agree with that. Well, then you're just kind of going on this, like, line. You're trucking along, and you're you're doing stuff, but it's like, what are you doing it for? And I feel like we always need some kind of purpose. So once we find that purpose, it's like, okay, I want to work towards that. It doesn't have to be crazy and extreme, especially if, like, you like where your body's at. That's fine. You can maintain. But then, like, work towards something small. Work towards, you know, if you want a bigger booty, get a bigger yeah. booty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's been recently is growing my booty. No, but, no, but really just working, working on my strength. It feels mm. so good to be a strong female. Oh yes. It's so, so empowering. <laughs> so empowering. Seriously, like there's numerous guys in my gym who thinks it's, it's hysterical that I can lift heavier than them. You know, oh, and amazing. I love that. Really, really exciting. Yeah. And like I said, it's that small little attainable thing that you just feel so good about. Um, yeah. You know. It's, yeah. I'm How do you, you're, I mean, I'm addicted too. I feel like now when I changed my shift too, I'm like, I can, I just, I have to move my body. It's freaking yeah. therapy for me. Like yeah. it just feels, it's my time. It's me time. <laughs> Yeah, so I really turned it into my whole life um, after mm-hmm. college. I graduated college with a fashion merchandising major. and then Oh, I mi- my God. I minored so did in- I. Really? Get out of here. <laughs> I minored in leadership studies and psychology, and I really feel like I use my leadership and my psychology more today than I do my fashion, but... That's mm-hmm. like, I didn't know you were fashion too. That's um, I wasn't in fashion, but I went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, that's and that's crazy. What a small world. <laughs> yeah, I mine was visual communications though, so I did like event coordinating, cool. studio design, like all of that. <laughs> so by the time I finished, I did the whole five year plan in college. I Four years was just not enough for me, so I did the five years. But in that time, I started realizing that I really didn't want to go to New York City <laughs> and be in the yeah. fashion 
history. And um, I was introduced to the nutrition company that I work with now, and I dove in. I gave myself no other option. I said, I really want to be able to help people, and I think that this is the best way to do it. So I dove in, and because I took health coaching so seriously, it kept me so accountable. Yeah. So many people looking to me, you know, so I was like, wow, I got to stay on top of it, right? I can't tell people what to do and not be doing it myself. So that has been such a blessing for me. Such a blessing. It keeps you on point when you have other people watching you. (laughs) Seriously, Social media, like I use social media as accountability. You know, I like posting my meals. I like posting pictures. I like posting inspiration and it's my accountability. And it's been such a blessing in my life because it's helped me literally design the life of my dreams while designing the body of my dreams and being able to help people. So it's it's a really Mm. cool, cool situation. So I'm super grateful that, you know, some some of the struggle from life turned into, you know, a triumph. They say turn your tragedy into triumph. So, yes. Because I struggled with, you know, my body image for so long, it's really cool that I was able to flip that and turn it into something that's really impacted my life. And it's something that all of you can do. Everybody can do it. <laughs> Everyone can do it. It's so true. Um, I want to know, because you, like, what got me – I feel like social media is so big when we're talking all about our lifestyle and what we do and it keeps us accountable. But I also feel like it's really gotten very raw as well Mm -hmm. in terms of like being relatable and saying your truth and saying what you struggle with too. But then at the same time, still staying on point with what you want to work towards. How do you feel like now, now that you have your business and you're working with clients and you've found yourself, how do you balance between being okay with, maybe having a treat meal and still sticking with your goals. Yeah. Social media, social media is an interesting world, isn't it? It's like such a blessing uh-huh. and curse. It really is. Such a blessing <laughs> and curse. I think my biggest bone to pick is the whole comparisonitis thing because you really, you can't compare yourself to others. There's nothing positive going to come out of that. Like mm-hmm. you can look, you can look to others for inspiration, but motivation comes from within you know, so you can't, you can't just compare yourself to others. So that's something that I always try to stress to people. Like you can't compare yourself to me. You know, mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been on this journey for seven years, you know, it's taken <laughs> me a long time to figure it out. So yeah. you can't compare. So I really like expressing that to people, but I also, I am just so big on balance. I know that some people love that word and some people hate that word. Mm-hmm. I personally love that word because <laughs> Because there, there is, there is this way to have a balance. You know, you can have a lot of fun. You can eat the foods that you love. You can go out and do whatever it is that you love, but you can also be working on your goals at the same exact time. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I do have a cheat meal, I'm still, I can still put it on Instagram and be proud because my, my tribe knows that for the rest of the day, I probably ate really clean and I probably did earned meal, you know, so I like being so open and vulnerable and showing people my actual lifestyle because it is possible to find this balance. Mm -hmm. It definitely takes work. And if you're not willing to do the mindset work, then you're not going to be able to find the balance. So true. (laughs) I love that so much. That is like the perfect um, trick, basically, kind of like the biggest tip you can give somebody is like, you have to be, you have to understand that it's okay to go back and forth, but in a good way. In moderation, you're still taking care of your body, 
but don't deprive yourself. Still take care of you and be proud of it, but enjoy, enjoy life. Enjoy the things that come along and enjoy everything that you're doing because that's, that's what this whole thing is about is still taking care of you, but you got to be happy too. And you got to enjoy yourself in the process. Yeah, I think I think that something that I would add, too, is that you need to be able to find the joy in things. Mm-hmm. You know, I when it comes to fitness, I don't always love every single exercise that I'm doing, but I mm-hmm. find the joy in exercises because that's the way that I choose to think about it. And yeah. it really comes down to listening to your thoughts and choosing which thoughts you allow into your life, into your mm. being. You know? I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. That is so, so powerful annoying. once you start living like that. It's really, really powerful in it all of your life, life, not just fitness, you know, everything. Right. Anything that you do. Yeah. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's, that is like on point little statement right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love how our missions, both of our missions just align so perfectly. I love they it. They really do. And I feel oh, like <laughs> there's definitely, yeah, me too. And I feel like that's the great thing I love about everybody that's creating these safe platforms for people to really hear and educate themselves the right way and learn from everybody that has gone through the same thing they've gone through, but they've dealt with it and figured out a way to overcome those struggles. And now I want to, same as you, like help so many women find that, that strength in them that's there. It's been there the whole time. They just really needed to dig deep and they really need to tell themselves like they can do it no matter what it is, fitness, nutrition, business, your relationship, how you think of yourself, like all of that, you have that in you to accomplish anything you want in your life. Yeah, I was listening to the Lewis Howes podcast today, um, mm, School yeah. of Greatness, and he was being interviewed by a guest. Oh, I forget the guest name. But anyway, he was being interviewed, and the guest said to him, thank you so much for being so open about your story because it's created space for me. Mm. So that's really my in- is to share stories with listeners so that it creates space in their own life to think about their own stories. Totally. You know, it's really, really powerful. Yeah. I And that's why I think even like for podcasts, that's been such a strong thing for everybody who is now realizing the benefit of them um, is having that personal development and listening to something educational that when you hear somebody else and what they've gone through, somebody that you admire so much and you hear what they went through and you're like, whoa, like that's actually not far from my story. And yeah. they tend, they relate to it. It's, it's so comforting. Thing. It's so, so comforting. comforting. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, sh- Jesus, if they can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> I was going to say, as much as I love dancing in my car to random music on the radio, it's just, you don't want to spend all of your time just filling your mind with music there's so much other knowledge that can really impact your life so much more than just listening to the same exact songs on the radio and over again i love podcasts love podcasts i really don't I, even listen to the radio anymore i pretty much I always either. have podcasts playing yeah the only yeah. time i ever have music playing is when i do my classes <laughs> yeah, exactly that's the only time all commutes i'm like all right podcast in i need something to get me going for the day Agreed. It's that little attitude adjustment. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. It really just changes how you think about your day. And I feel like I'm always, every time I listen to one, I'm like, this is the one, like, it just, you know, it was meant for your day. It's so crazy how there's something in that episode where you're like, whoa, do do they know what I'm thinking? (laughs) That's so funny. 
Um, so to finish off, what would be your best advice that you can give the audience? Mm, my gosh, there's so many. <laughs> That's like such a hard question. It really I is. think that, yeah, I think that seriously, like such a common theme on this episode, but I really, really stress to you all to not forget about the missing piece to the puzzle, which is your mindset. Right. You could go to the gym all you want. You can eat as clean as you want, follow whatever diet meal plan you want. But that's just not going to give you the full results as if you add in that piece to the puzzle, which is working on your mindset. And what I mean by that is really getting to know yourself and being more present to yourself, paying attention to your thoughts. What are you thinking? What are you telling yourself every single day? And I'm such a big fan of journaling. Pull out, mm, yeah, your same. pull out any notebook, any scrap piece of paper and just write. Literally, if you feel like you need a prompt, then go on Pinterest and type in <laughs> journal prompt. Seriously, there's a million and ten that will pop up. But just write. Get to know yourself because we're yeah. in such a busy world. We have so much going on. There's so many distractions. We don't take the time for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's huge when it comes to really seeing the best possible results in the way you feel, the way you look. The way your clothes fit, you've got to really pay attention to yourself and and your mind. Uh, Don't forget it. I love it. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad you love it. (laughs) Like preach, girl, preach. (laughs) Oh, that was perfect. (laughs) Um, And now tell everybody because they need to get to know you even more and get to know all about what you can provide and help them with. Um, So let everybody know where they can find you. And I will also put this in the description um, of the episode, too. But let them know. So I'm pretty much always hanging out on Instagram with everyone else (laughs) these days. That's where I hang out a lot of the days on Instagram. Um, My Instagram is a underscore healthy underscore attitude. So a healthy attitude with underscores in between. Um, that's probably really the best place to find me. I mean, I do have Facebook. I yeah. love Instagram. It's I love, I, I do have, <laughs> have Facebook groups up that are fun. It's nice. It's a nice support. Like the Beautifully Built podcast has one and it's called You Are Beautifully Built. So that's like your oh, cool nice. community yeah. if you're looking for like Facebook community. Um, but I love Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think especially love Instagram story. <laughs> I love it. I'm that's with it. <laughs> it's and it's just a great way to feel like you have your own reality show because you're just like on camera. Watch watch my life. <laughs> but I was gonna say, well definitely you should put the link to so you were on my podcast, you were on the Beautifully Built podcast too, and that was an awesome episode. So you should definitely maybe you could share that on yours with your listeners. I was going yeah, to. I, I, I was actually you. that's a good idea. <laughs> you get interviewed. <laughs> Yeah, just switch. We'll have to definitely do this again. This was so much fun. <laughs> I really appreciate it. It was yeah. fun. Thank you so much for being on here. And I'm just so excited for everybody to hear your story and all your knowledge. You're so knowledgeable and everyone's going to love you. <laughs> Thank you. We'll have to do it again soon. Yes. Thanks, girl.